This is Victoria of TheUnleashedHeart.com, and you're listening to Grieving Voices, a podcast for hurting hearts who desire to be heard, or anyone who wants to learn how to better support loved ones experiencing loss. As a 30-plus year griever and advanced grief recovery method specialist, I know how badly the conversation around grief needs to change. Through this podcast, I aim to educate grievers and non-grievers alike, spread hope, and inspire compassion toward those hurting. Lastly, by providing my heart with ears and this platform, grievers have the opportunity to share their wisdom and stories of loss and resiliency. How about we talk about grief like we talk about the weather? Let's get started. Hi there. Thank you for tuning in to Grieving Voices today. This is episode 57, Takeaways and Reflections. And today I'm going to be talking about episode 55 with Larry Indiviglia called Choice and Chance. And episode 57 with Michelle St. Jane, Widows Don't Sleep, Walking the Path of Cumulative Loss. As I was thinking about these two episodes, the one thought that came to my mind was, especially when talking about Larry's episode, is, is life by choice or is it by chance? And especially in grief, many people may say that everything happens for a reason. And as a griever, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that there's some, you know, out there reason why your loved one is no longer with you. That's the last thing that you really want to hear. Have you ever thought about, though, how the moments that happen in your life, how they come to be? You know, so much of what we experience is because we made a choice, because we chose something that had an impact that, you know, there's cause and effect. So you make one choice, and this thing happens. You make another choice, and this other thing happens. But like in Larry's story, it really revolved around making the choice to take a chance. And for Larry, it was taking a chance on love. But if you really think about it, aren't all of the losses we experience in our lives due to making a choice to either commit to that person or move to that place or befriend that person, it all comes back to taking the chance, making the choice and taking the chance. And like I said, whether that be love or that be a friendship or a move, we all make these choices. Larry shared how he took a chance on love and ended up having an eight-month relationship with a woman who ultimately passed away of cancer. And he would do it all over again in a heartbeat. And I think for any grievers out there, I'll speak for myself, I would rather have had that experience of loving that person and being loved in return 
than never at all. And especially as a parent, which is the greatest love I think anyone could ever possibly have the privilege of experiencing, I don't know what it's like to lose a child, but I do feel for myself, and I think any parent would say this, that you would rather have had that child in your life than have never had them in your life at all if you were to if they were to pass away or you to to lose them and love in its all its forms is a great teacher for us and that's where i think a lot of people can use the phrase well everything happens for a reason and I struggle with that. I struggle with that phrase because I don't feel like there has to be a reason for us to grow or evolve, but I do feel like we are presented with experiences that shape us and challenge us, and it's what we decide to do in those moments. It's what we choose to do in those moments. It's essentially what free will is. The 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 ability to choose. And we can choose to grow from those experiences or we can choose to lay and decay, like one of my future guests shares in her episode coming up. When you lay, you decay. I've never forgotten it when she said it. And so Larry shares his love and loss, and as does my other guest, Michelle St. Jane, in episode 56. She took a chance to fall in love. She first took a chance to leave her family of origin, to go all by herself, I believe 16, 17 years old, and to see the world. She wanted to see the world. She ended up falling in love again, took a chance, ended up getting married and having children with him, and he ended up passing away very suddenly and unexpectedly. And there was one part of her episode that really stuck out to me. Something she said is, she said, I hear your heartbeat when she's talking about her husband. She said, I hear your heartbeat, but you're already gone. It's in the hospital realizing that although he's there physically, his heart is beating, but he's already gone. He was brain dead. He had an aneurysm in his lungs and was brain dead. And she had to make the choice to take him off life support and raise a nine-month-old and a five-year-old and a six-year-old on her own. And I know many women end up in this position, many husbands and, you know, many significant others end up in this position of, you know, of loss and then are having to raise children or even just carry on without children. It's like there's no manual for that. There's no manual for grief. And she said, grief, it helps us to know the direction we want to go in. 
And I completely agree if we're open to it, but we have to be open to it. We have to be open to, to what it's telling us, to what our bodies are telling us as we're going through this emotional roller coaster. I do want to highlight one thing she said, and she mentioned during her episode, she mentioned about the stages of grief, and I just want to reiterate that there are no stages of grief. Um, I actually have Ken Ross, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's son, who will be on my podcast coming up, and we're going to tackle this very topic of the stages of grief because it's it's his mother's work that was misinterpreted um, about the stages. So anyway, I just want to reiterate that there are no stages. Her work was about the about terminal illness and these phases that people go through um, when they're diagnosed. And it's not saying that people don't have anger and they don't have denial and all these things in grief. There's just not this linear path of grief in the form of stages. So I just wanted to bring that up because it is mentioned in her episode. Another common thing that Michelle brought up during her episode that many grievers experiences around the same time every year when that loss occurred you you have these same familiar feelings that come out of the woodwork they can appear out of nowhere seemingly and she said every year three days in October when her husband had gone into his his coma even 25 years later she said she still had those same angry thoughts and feelings and was pulled back to the past. Again, every year post his his death, she had a choice to be pulled back to that past again. And eventually she did find a way to not find herself in that position again. But again, it comes back to making a choice. She had to make a choice to look at another October in a different way, experience October in a different way. And it was through this cumulative healing, all these different things she was doing that helped her find her way out of that rut every year. And so I really encourage you to listen to her episode on how she managed to find her way through all those Octobers and where she's at today, because I think it's a really great illustration of a woman who has endured many different types of losses, which are cumulative. Every loss, it's cumulative. It stacks up on each other. And we have an opportunity to learn from these things. And it's not to say that that happened for a reason, so you could learn these lessons. It's just life. It's just life. It's the... And that seems so... It seems like such a simplified thing to say. Like, that's just life. Like, And there are so many people I've met and come across who will say that death is just a part of life. Well, that's life, right? 
And some of the people that say that, truth be told, haven't experienced a lot of loss or trauma either. And so we have to be careful because words matter. The words matter that we say, especially to grievers and around grievers and about grief. I want to circle back to Larry's story about love and loss because there are many people who, if presented with that same situation, would have turned the other way, would have walked away. And how about the love of his life, too, who took a chance to go on a dating website knowing full well that she had cancer and taking a chance in doing that knowing her worth as a human being that despite what she was going through with her health that love was the answer love was love was something that could carry her through her days love was the antidote to what she was going to experience and i commend the first of all the awareness that that takes um, of knowing your own worth as a human being because we're all worthy of love right regardless of what we're experiencing who we are on the outside what we look like we're all worthy of love even if we have stage four cancer and so i think it's incredible that she found somebody who was willing to walk beside her in that. And so I commended Larry in that episode because that takes a lot of personal commitment to stick beside somebody through their good days and their bad days when essentially you really don't know each other really well, right? It's not like they were married for 15, 20 years and then, you know, she she developed cancer diagnosis. So I just found the story itself pretty incredible that he was willing to go that extra mile with her in the love that he wanted to give her and she to him. I think it's a beautiful thing. And if people who are going through something like that can find the worth in themselves to take a chance on themselves and then find someone to take a chance on them. I think it's an absolutely beautiful thing, but it makes you really think about if you're not someone who is opening your heart to love, why is that? I mean, I know fear and, you know, there's rejection and certainly I'm sure many people or she had people rejecting her when once they found out she had cancer, or maybe they that was what she led the conversation with, and they were like, I'm gone. Or maybe she gave them an out. Maybe upon meeting or talking, she said, hey, I just want to let you know, I have stage four cancer. Totally understand if you don't want to, you know, walk with me through this. I just, I don't know. I'm thinking back and I'm just curious how many times that happened. But if you're going through cancer right now, if you're experiencing a diagnosis now, 
and you don't have love in your life, maybe let this story inspire you to take a chance on yourself, to allow somebody to take a chance on you too. One of the things that Larry said was, you can't unconditionally love if you don't love yourself first. And I do think it probably takes an incredible sense of self-love for someone to have that love to give someone that you kind of learn to know through cancer. So I just, I encourage you to listen to that episode if you need a little inspiration in the love department. Um, And even if you don't, it's, it could be friendship too. You know, you don't have to walk away from a friendship if someone gets diagnosed with cancer because you're scared or because you're fearful. You don't know what to say. Just be honest about those things. I don't know what to say. I'm afraid what what's going to come up for me if I sit sit with you through this because that's natural. That's normal. You know, it's does it take a special person to sit with someone through the most trying and challenging times? Of course it does. Is it especially challenging too during, you know, cancer treatments and all of these things that someone is going through? Plus, you know, the emotional roller coaster for them? It is. Absolutely it is. But gosh, I mean, how beautiful of an experience it can be too and what you could miss out on And Larry said, the ability to choose is hope for the future. That is the hope. The fact that you have the ability to choose. And I've said it several times in my latest posts on Instagram and things, but grief makes you feel like you don't have a choice. But we always do. We always do. Because even doing nothing is making a choice. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is to love and be loved in return. And I think that was a great message from Larry's episode. And I will end it there. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. And before I go, I want to share that I have a new energy quiz. You can learn your energy type. And if you go to my website, www.theunleashedheart.com, the link is in the show notes, you will find a link to the energy quiz under the Reiki tab. So if you go under services and then Reiki, and then you'll see energy type, just click there and to get started to find your energy type, it takes less than two minutes and you get a handy dandy document also that Um, to download that helps you up level your energy and find also what nurtures and leaks it too. So check that out while you're on my website. And again, the link will be in the show notes to my website for that. And until next time, when you unleash your heart, you unleash your life. Much love.
from my heart to yours, thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it, because sharing is caring. And until next time, give and share compassion by being a heart with ears. And if you're hurting, know that what you're feeling is normal and natural. Much love, my friend. Thank you.